This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, When a Setback Leaves You Emotionally Empty. You know, all of us have to deal with many, many different kinds of setbacks in life, financial, health, relational, job setbacks, career setbacks, personal setbacks, spiritual setbacks, many, many other kinds. But today I want us to look at what do you do when a setback leaves you emotionally empty? You know, one of the common negative side effects of setbacks is that they can drain your emotional tank empty so you've got no reserves for dealing with daily life. You know what I'm talking about. You you just feel empty. You feel like you're running on fumes. You got nothing left to give. You drag yourself through the day. And this week, I'd like to go back and take a little closer look at the life of this guy named Elijah because Elijah clearly illustrates for us how God helps us when we're drained emotionally. Now, if you know anything about this man named Elijah in the Bible, you might not expect him to have experienced emotional burnout because God did so many amazing things, so many miracles in and through Elijah's life. And yet the Bible tells us in James 5, 17, quote, Elijah was a man just like us. What does that mean? It means he was susceptible to the same troubles and the same temptations, same moods that we all face every single day. Now, from one particular setback in Elijah's life that we're gonna look at today, God shows us both the warning signs of when you are emotionally empty. You need to know these signs. You need to know the gauges in your own life. And it also, more importantly, gives us the steps that God uses to refill your life with hope and joy and love when you have just hit bottom. Your tank is emotionally empty. Now there's a fascinating story in 1 Kings chapter 19. Uh, But actually, it starts a chapter before in chapter 18. And here's the background. Israel was being led by a very wicked king named Ahab and his wife named Jezebel. You've probably heard of them. The nation had fallen into uh, moral bankruptcy. The, The whole nation had turned away from God to worshiping stone idols. And they were even sacrificing their children. It was a very brutal, bloody uh, uh, religion to, uh, to idols named Baal. There was only one true prophet of God left in the nation. His name was Elijah. And one day, Elijah just gets fed up with all of this idolatry and he issues a challenge. He goes, how long are you guys, the nation, how long are you gonna waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. And if the idol Baal is God, well then follow him. And he boldly suggested, let's have a God contest. This is a great idea. 
and he's pretty bold in it. So the entire nation gathers on Mount Carmel in the land of Israel. And Elijah says, okay, here's, here's the plan. We're going to have a God contest. We're going to sacrifice two bulls. And we'll let the 450 prophets of this false god named Baal, you guys go pray to your idol, and then I'll pray to the real god. And here's the key. Whoever answers with fire wins the god contest. And after that, uh, we will worship and serve whoever god wins. And the people goes, great idea. Well, the prophets of Baal, they go first and they build their uh, their their um, wood and they, they put the, the cows uh, on, on the wood and they pray all day and they chant all day and they dance all day and nothing, of course, happens. And of course, Elijah's teasing them the whole day. In fact, he even makes fun of him. He says, is your God asleep? At one point, this is actually in the Bible. He says, maybe your God's going to the bathroom right now. He can't hear you. Maybe you need to shout a little louder. Maybe he's sitting on the toilet. And he makes fun of them. And of course, they fail. That evening, Elijah says, okay, let's really, it's my turn, so let's make this a real contest. Here's what I want you to do. I don't, I'm not just gonna call on God to, to, to send down fire, but I want you to soak the wood on my side of my sacrifice with 12 barrels of water so that the wood is actually waterlogged. Okay, we're gonna make it a little tougher for me. And then Elijah prays a very simple prayer. It's in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 36 to 38. It's here on the screen. And it says this, at the time for the evening sacrifice, Elijah went up to the altar and he prayed. It's a very simple prayer. Lord, I know you're the God of Abraham and Isaac and Israel. Now prove that you are the real God and that I am your servant and show these people that you told me to do this. Lord, answer my prayer so these people will know that you're God and that they will change their minds. And it says, out of that simple prayer. He didn't have to pray all day. It's just a couple sentence prayer. Then the fire from the Lord came down and burned up not just the sacrifice and all the wood, but it also burned up the stones and the ground around the altar and it dried up all the water in the ditch. Now the people are astounded. They began to worship God and they rose up and they go, all oh, you other false prophets, uh, uh, you have been leading us astray for years, and they got so mad at all the false prophets, they killed them for all their years of deception and the sacrificing of their children that these false prophets had been requiring. And there was a great spiritual revival. But, of course, with every mountaintop, there's a valley. And in the next scene, chapter 19 of 1 Kings, uh, Queen uh, Jezebel hears about it, and these were her personal false prophets, and she gets ticked. She's mad. Now, notice on your outline, at the top of your outline, 1 Kings 9, 19, uh, verses 1 to 5, and then verse 10, it says this. So King Ahab told his wife Jezebel everything that Elijah had done and how he had ordered the death of all her false prophets of Baal. So the queen sent this threat to Elijah. May my gods strike me dead if I don't kill you by this time tomorrow. Wow, it's a death threat from the queen. Elijah, it says, was afraid and he ran for his life. He left his servant in the town of Beersheba and he walked for a full day into the desert. Finally, he came to a broom tree and he collapsed under its shade. And then he prayed that he might die. 
He said, God, I've had enough. Take my life. Just let me die, for I'm no better than my ancestors. And exhausted, he fell asleep under the broom tree. Later, down in verse 10, it says, Elijah told God, God, I have always worked hard for you, Lord, but your people have abandoned your covenant, they've destroyed your places of worship, and they've murdered all your true prophets, and I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Uh, this guy's on the edge. He's empty emotionally. He's on the edge of burnout. Now, from this story, we can draw a lot of lessons uh, from what happened that deal with your life and my life today and how God turns setbacks into comebacks. This story, first of all, illustrates 10 signs of emotional burnout. 10 signs, they're all in Elijah's life. Uh, when your emotional tank is empty, you need to know these signs so you can respond. But more importantly, it teaches us how God refills your emotional tank when you're empty, okay? So let's get right into it. First, how do I know when my emotional tank is empty? Well, look at what Elijah says and look at what Elijah does. There are 10 things. They're all underlined in that passage there on your outline. Let's just go through them very quickly. First, I know I'm emotionally empty. My tank is empty. When that happens, number one, fear creeps into my life. You start becoming more fearful. The Bible says Elijah was afraid. When fear comes in your life, it's because your emotional tank is, is empty. Number two, I find myself running away from things when I'm running out of energy emotionally. The Bible says Elijah ran for his life. Question, what are you running from right now? What are you running from? It's a sign that you may be emotionally low on gas. Number three, I start backing out of relationships. Notice the third thing it says, he left his servant in the town of Beersheba. This is a guy had been with him for a long, long time and he's just walking away from him. Are you walking away from a relationship? That can, be that can show that you're emotionally drained from all the stuff you're going through. Number four, you might write this down. I make foolish decisions impulsively. When I'm emotionally drained, I make foolish decisions impulsively. It says he walked for a full day into the desert. Okay, question, how smart's that? To walk for a full day in the desert. First, he's headed in the wrong direction. And second, he's got no plan. He's not taking water with him. He, he's walking in, in the wrong direction with no plan. That's a sign that you're on the edge of burnout, a sign that you're making foolish decisions impulsively. Number five, I push myself past my physical limits. Write that down. If you're doing that, you're headed for burnout. You push yourself past physical limits. I, I can get more done than I think it does. It says he collapsed under the shade of that broom tree, okay? He had just kept walking and walking into the desert until finally he just collapsed. Number six, when you're physically or spiritually or emotionally burned out, when you are on the edge of, of emotional emptiness, my work seems pointless. Notice the phrase there, he says, I've worked hard 
But he says, I really haven't seen any results. I haven't seen anybody change. He says, nobody's making any change. The, the, the nation's still in a mess and they're still serving false gods and they're offering sacrifices to idols. And he blamed himself for things that weren't his fault. Now the nation's falling apart and he takes it personally. He goes, I'm a failure. You know, one of the great causes of burnout is trying to control everything, this Atlas syndrome. Friend, you can resign as general manager of the universe. It's not gonna fall apart because the whole world does not rest on your shoulders. There are a lot of things that are beyond your control and you're not responsible for other people's response in life. You know, as a pastor, I have to deal with this all the time. It's my responsibility to teach God's truth, but I'm not responsible for what you do with it. If I was, I'd worry myself to death, okay? He, he was just taking too much responsibility. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, did you know that experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. In fact, studies show the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. The Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So, it's clear that God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude. But we all know it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Rick to say thank you for your support. Hello, everybody. This is Rick, and I have just returned from Amsterdam where I was at a conference where we had over 6,000 church leaders, pastors from all around the world, literally 140 nations, came to Amsterdam for a week of training where we were teaching them about the good news of Jesus Christ, and more importantly, how to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you know what was most exciting to me is that people came to me from all around the world, like I said, 140 nations, and said, I listen to Daily Hope every day in Kazakhstan, in Bhutan, in Bolivia, 
in Namibia, on every continent, I heard time and time again, Pastor Rick, the Word of God is changing my life. Friends, that's what Daily Hope is all about. And for me, since I get your letters, and I love to read your letters, and I love to hear your stories, but to be face-to-face with about 6,000 people who were listening to Daily Hope on a regular basis and hearing how it's changed their lives and influenced their ministries— It just makes me want to say to all of you who pray for this ministry and all of you who support this ministry, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers, for your gifts, for your support. You're making a difference. When you get to heaven, you're going to meet people in heaven who've come to Christ because you prayed and because you gave. Thank you, friends. Be a partner in hope today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Again, that's PastorRick.com, or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.